Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Traverse Theatre Edinburgh. We now join the theatre's associate director and your host, Hamish Peary. Hello and welcome to this month's Travcast. Now the Travcast is our monthly writer salon where I get the amazing opportunity to sit in close proximity to a writer, see the sweat roll down their forehead and ask them what it means to be a writer, what they love about it and a bit about them, about their personality and their lives. And today I'm very excited to be sitting opposite Ian Finley MacLeod. Now Ian has written six plays for the Traverse Theatre. He's written plays internationally he's written an opera called St Kilda that was performed in five countries simultaneously he's a screenwriter a playwright he's written for radio and a novelist um, and very excitingly he's also our IASH fellow at the moment and has just done a workshop for our Traverse 50 this afternoon Ian hello hi Hamish how are you I'm good I enjoyed the workshop a lot it was really good bunch of people lots of good ideas so yeah really happy after that oh brilliant uh if you after you've gone after you've left this planet mm-hmm. this world if there you could leave in a little envelope a little card that said two words to fellow players to the playwrights after you what would those two words be uh, i think i think it would be sit down <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Please, you've got... I know, and I know the whole point of that lovely little romantic image that we get the envelope and the little card and that's it and you're not there to explain it. But I'm going to take advantage of the fact that I've got you in the room. Why sit down? Well, it's, it's easy um, not to sit down when you're writing. It's easy to be doing other things. And I've met a lot of people who want to write over the over years and years. But... Um, the problem for them is they never get to sitting down and writing whatever's stopping them. So it doesn't really matter the time or the place. You've got to not make any excuse. You've got to not keep on putting it off. You've got to, you know, either get a piece of paper or your computer out. And you've got to lock the world out and you've got to sit down and you've got to do it regularly. And for long, longish periods and... Right. There was one guy, uh, I think he was a, f- a famous writer in the, this university in America, kept on badgering him to do a workshop. And he came on, a workshop of writing, and he came onto the stage and he said to them, why aren't you all at home writing? And then he left. You serious? Yeah. <laughs> Did you get him over, over from America to do that? No, I think he was American. Right, um, okay. But, uh and everyone does it, you know, it's easy to clean your house and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, that's what I would say to people. And do you have any te- techniques to stop yourself cleaning your house or doing other things you do? Um, yeah, it depends. Uh, if you're writing a, a novel, for example, which is a little bit like, um, you know, it's a bit like manual work, actually. It's ha- it's harder work than playwriting, I think, because it's a bit lonelier and um, it's a large amount of words, yeah, 100,000 words. So 
I know a lot of novelists, and uh, I learned to do this as well, choose a, an amount of words per day which you have to complete. Right. Say 2,500 words a day, 3,000 words a day. So it doesn't matter when you finish them through the day, midday, or midnight. You've, you've got to do it. Amazing. So um, it's, lo- it's sustained, sustained work over a very long period, and working with others, especially in theatre, that's the great thing about theatre. And trying to develop is, you know, that's that's a large part of it. And do you see that bit? You're talking a bit about that today in the workshop. Um, do you see that bit where we start to bring you start to bring other people in the room, almost as the cherry on the on the cake after your hard work alone, forcing yourself to sit down? Yeah, it's I like it because people come in at different stages. People come in and um, uh, give you a push if you're stuck. Um, it's it's. One of the best things is if you can get to the stage in writing where other people are looking at your work, working with directors and, and actors as well. And um, that really pushes your writing on, I think, an, an awful lot. And what is it? That, is that because writers have a particular, actors have a particular view of the work or they look at it in a different way to how you look at it? Yes, yes, very much, yeah. The, uh, the actor is very much looking at it from their character's point of view. They they obviously look at the overall movements, but they, they look at it very, very closely and intently from their uh, character's viewpoint, and that's how they generally relate to the other character. So, you know, a character's got to do something if they come on the stage, and if a character you've written isn't really doing something, the actor's going to tell you. Brilliant. So the it's it's brilliant working with them, and one of the it's not really a problem working with actors, but they they do things so well sometimes that you can cover up things you've done badly because you're listening to the actor and they're so good. But um, in general, the, the honesty and the you know the suggestions they come up with are are fantastic. So that's what takes you to the next level, I think. And I guess that's something you don't have when you're writing a novel. So what are the, for you, the main differences in how you approach writing a novel and writing a play? Um, well, it's changing over time, really. As I understand the differences in the two, in the in, in the two things, you know, in the um, with with novel writing, I spend a lot of time writing, um, you know, I say a thirty-page synopsis of the novel, and that's where the I, I, I learned quite a lot from Peter May. This, uh, he's a novelist. He's written over 20 novels. And he says for him, that's the that's where the writing happens, you know. You write your synopsis, and a novel is so big, if you just start at page one and go on, you're going to get lost halfway through, and you don't know where you are. So you have it in miniature, and then when it comes to the actual writing, that's what he calls it, when you're actually writing it, two and a half thousand words a day, you know where you're going, it's really great, no bother. <laughs> so it's pretty, It's well, you know, it's there's that large structure you're having to cope with. Whereas theatre, I'm starting to find it more, um, because of the nature of the space, um, yes, it's a narrative space, but it's a metaphoric space as well. So you have, um, you can have structures which are just normal, classic, three-act structures and the like of that. But the great thing about theatre is you can go wherever you want. It's not naturalistic. So it's how to find new structures which are related to the play you're doing and trying to tell the story you're trying to tell, which is of interest, which 
I'm just learning about really. And what when you go, if you say your way to start to prepare for writing a novel is a synopsis, what's your, do you have a particular way, something you do, a bit of pre-work you do before you actually start writing the play? Uh, yes, uh, quite a bit of research is, is good. But sometimes with, I, think, I know every writer's different, but um, I like to get a play to a certain stage and then talk to people about it. And um, rather than try and finish it, polished I don't know if you can actually have a really polished first or second draft maybe some people can do that I'm sure but um, I like to move it on it might be the second draft third draft before you know what you're actually writing about even what um talking about that working with other people and just oh, that lovely idea of sit down those powerful two words can I be a little bit naughty which you can ask mm -hmm. what the worst thing that anyone's ever said to you there is the world I'm sure that aspiring writers and colleagues of yours that listen to this right now we all know people have been told unuseful things in their career mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. is there something particularly unuseful that you ever told well generally every field i've gone into there's been someone who's told me not to do it that i should do something else and i went to uh the celtic film festival john mcgraw was doing a short film workshop late john mcgraw and uh i thought great and i put it in a script i didn't do that much work and it put it in and he went around the table and he told everyone how great their scripts were that, he, that he'd read. And then he came to me and he said, this is absolute crap. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought, oh, man, this is my hero. And uh, we talked, he talked about it for a while and stuff. And it's, it's fair enough. It probably, it probably was, I guess. I was maybe right. I maybe wrote it just to get to wherever it was. Ireland or France, I think it was. So it makes you realise, you know, you've got to put the work in. You've got to sit down. But you have people like that telling you. <laughs> have you read that since? No, I don't know where it is. It's on an old Macintosh somewhere, which probably doesn't open anymore. <laughs> you talk and it's about whatever field you go into, and something particularly interesting about the fact that you you still work in two, in, apart from as an artist, uh, you also work as a... Um, I've got a textiles company, so it's a small uh, textiles company, hand weaving, um, cashmere, Shetland wool, lambs wool, we've got four or five weavers, and we do it mainly for the bespoke trade, Savile Row for example, Japan's our biggest market, um, Germany, America, Austria. And that's yeah. in the Isle of Lewis isn't it? Yeah, and that's based in Lewis, yeah, and I travel once a year to Japan and to other places as well. and. It was initially. I, I like. I like business as well. I, I like that side of things, as well as the creative side. And I know a lot of people uh, say you can't do both, but I've seen plenty of people who can do both. Um, and initially, it was to you know have something more regular to to fall back on, as well with the writing. And that's happened, but also I think it's important. It's 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 shed a lot of light on the business that for me show business, show business. Yeah. And how to approach people and pitch and uh, get get you know writing work as well. Because that's a that's a part of it. That's um, there's, there's no point in just sitting in your room writing great plays. You've got to get them out there and and show them. And. Uh, Getting them onto a slush pile isn't maybe the best way. You've got to be out in the community of 
theatre makers and you've got to be um, meeting directors and you know overcoming shyness and trying to get people to read your work and did you have to overcome shyness yourself yes yes because I come from a place where uh, people don't push themselves forward so much I come from the Isle of Lewis and quite a very Calvinist um, area and uh, people are quite gentle you know and it's not the really the done thing to talk about how great what you're doing is and the like and you can be quite quiet in various scenarios you know but um, yeah you've got to over overcome that really to a degree anyway and you found it easier to to be more confident and sell yourself when you were talking about your your tailoring business than you did about your weaving business sorry than you do about your work and, why, and your playwriting and why do you think that is uh, well I I worked in telly as a director for a long time and um, you know it's not uh, it's a really it's a brilliant world exciting world to be in but it's also uh, a difficult world and um, so you've got to push yourself forward a bit and I was a bit shy of doing that and there's also the thing of you write to people you write to a lot of people and quite often you don't get anything back I notice it's different in America I find it different in America to at a younger age you got more engagement from people really yeah I, f- I find that whereas in telly in Scotland sometimes or in, in Britain you can write to someone I'm interested in this I've done this and that and, and um, you know it's you've got to be pushy to get a response and I used to think oh maybe, maybe I'm doing something wrong um, so it's through doing the textiles that I've discovered because I was thrown into such I bought the company I was thrown into such unbelievable sen- scenarios where I didn't really know at the start you know my family's got a background in textiles but I was learning as I went along and talking to some extremely amazing companies so and going to Japan and getting meetings and things like that I've, it's been really good training for me and it's different as well like you're pitching an idea, depends, oh, I'm, I like that or I don't like that. Whereas with something like cloth, it's a, it's more solid and it's there, you know. It doesn't matter so much if you don't have to be. Uh, you don't have to be. Fu- it's better if you're not funny in Japan. Really? Yeah, you don't. You, you shouldn't really joke at uh, business meetings. They, they, look, they, they believe then that it's, um, you're not serious enough. Um, whereas telly... There's a lot of people who are, um, what's the word? You know, I've met a lot of people who are good storytellers, who are funny, who are, who have like, um, uh, good personality, you know. So other lines of business, th- that's, you know, not quite as prevalent as in the performing arts. And so it was really nice to s- see that different side of things, you know. That's yeah. something solid, I suppose, something real that I do. Yes and no, so it's... C- it's almost better for the mental health in a way. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but, for you know, for a few years it was, uh, I've come to realise that it's still still the same. If you've got your own business, whatever it is, you've still got to push for work. And uh, whether that's um, making tweed or selling bananas or making plays, you've got to, you know, it's a constant um trying to get work, trying to make contacts and trying to, you know, develop things. Talking about that, um, about the place that you come from, about how it's been very different from everywhere, you know, from mainland Scotland and 
the way that people behave there. How do you feel that's influenced your writing? Obviously, other people have talked about that a lot, but how do you feel that plays influenced your art? I think um, I think a lot of my initial thoughts and the reason I went into it was because of the place I came from. My my uncle's a writer as well, and um, there's quite a lot of writers, if you think of it, come from a, a Gaelic background. Quite a lot of them are trying to make sense of the background, and especially the Calvinist background that they've grown up with. Um, I'm, I'm interested in the identity and language and all of these kind of questions. And also seeing with, with my family, um, for example, I had an uncle in New Zealand, one in Australia, and the diaspora. So it's partly about being someone slightly on the edge of things and um, also how you know how that's gone out in the world as far as my family goes and trying to make sense of these kind of things. So I think it's pretty it's an important to me I think. And writing in both languages I've found to be a good um you can do interesting things because you're aware of different language structures. Yep. So you can um feed that between the two languages, you know. Is it possible to give me a small example of the different language structures? Is that a, is um, that a if that's a four hour lecture then I apologise. <laughs> no. Um well the the uh, language structures um it's very different. Uh, Gaelic language structures are different to English. Um but for example, um there's a lot of loan words into Gaelic from English and they get adapted in a certain way and if you do it in a if you're aware of it, you can make them quite humorous as well. Right. Um, and people can talk in a strange pigeon-type language. People do sometimes, which is made-up words. Sometimes people make up words themselves. And, um, yeah, if, you, if you're used to people making up words all around you, it's not then not such a big leap to be doing that for characters, you know. Right, yeah, for being a right. Okay, brilliant. And then, I suppose, the room that that... R- each character has in your head, sort of the floodgates are opened almost. Mm, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's lots of good, you know, it's geographically on the edge, but there's lots of, uh, people have gone out into the world in a in a big way, you know, in the Merchant Navy, and um, there's all sorts of connections and all sorts of stories. So you grew up uh, knowing about stories and hearing them, and that's a quite a large part of it as well. So, uh I think for a writer, it's a good place to to grow up. Brilliant. And just in one, a very quick parting shot. Do you feel that, as a writer, in relationship, especially to, to the other, to to Gaelic, and as a writer, sort of aware of the world now, do you feel you have a responsibility? Something you have to do as a writer, sort of politically in any way? As far as the language goes, Mm. well, I, 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 it's difficult because you. I'm not really interested in doing plays which are ab- about the language. I'd rather the play was through the language. But, uh, I mean, I have written one play which was very much about that but I, because I decided to do it. But generally in other work, I, I try to put that to the side a, a bit. But it's important for small communities, not just Gaelic language, but, you know, um, we're all made up of small communities that they have some kind of forum which is f- 
freer than um, more controlled ones such as the media and especially in, in Scotland where um, you can um, explore different ad- different agendas or ideas or have a different um, outlook outlet for the right. community so that's why it's so important I think you know, it's really really important especially now as you can see what's happening in the world as far as uh, social media goes and the manipulation that that goes with with that and the manipulation of the media um, it's easy for a lot of ideas to to be lost brilliant thank you so much and let's hope I truly hope that your ideas don't get lost yeah oh, thanks <laughs> it's really brilliant spending the last 20 minutes talking to you Ian thank you so much for your time pleasure thanks very much We hope you enjoyed this podcast from the Traverse Theatre Edinburgh. For more information, please log on to www.traverse.co.uk.